Alright everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Mike and joining me as always... Hey guys, Brian. And Brian, I'm going to pass this over to you because this is your recommendation and your movie, so I think this is your discussion, so I'm just going to pass it right over to you. Okay, well, so the the film that I chose for this week is uh, Jacques Demy's The Young Girls of Rochefort, um, and I'm actually really excited to talk about Demi. I think this is the first time we brought him up, well, at least talked about his films in, during the podcast. I believe we haven't, right? Yeah, I think this is the first time uh, talking about one of his films. Yeah, and we and we haven't we haven't done La La Land yet, so we definitely wouldn't have mentioned him prior. So um, no, well, going back to Jacques Demy though, he is one of my favorite directors. Um, a guy from the a really underappreciated director of the French New Wave. Um, he I first was ex- was brought to him mainly because I saw La La Land, and then I was looking at. Uh, related films and whatnot, and then I came through The Umbrellas of Sherbore, and I remember watching that and just being totally captivated by that film, and I, I just wanted to watch more and more of whoever this guy was, and then, you know, through throughout the years, throughout the months of me doing a little more research, I managed to figure out that he was, he had a pretty expansive, um, I guess he was collected on the Criterion Collection, through he had a few of his films on there so i bought all of them and the second film i watched of his was this the young girls of rochefort and i believe i'm i don't know if i'm saying it right rochefort rochefort whatever but needless to say i am very excited to be talking about this musical with mike today what do you uh, anything you want to say about it before we dive in well i I, this is my first, I guess, film that I know of that I've seen of his. I know you were talking about it. Well, I've tried watching The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and I don't think I was in the right mindset to really appreciate it and watch it. As you know, some movies are. You need to be in like you need to be in the right. I feel like we can we can talk more about that when we get more into the film discussion. Well, I know, but I, I'm just saying like I I tried watching it, and I don't think and, and it's definitely I'm gonna bring it up because. I just remember thinking, like, I wasn't super into it when I first watched it. That doesn't mean I'm going to not give it a second chance or anything. But I just remember being like, okay, yeah, okay. But then I stopped after, like, 20 minutes in. I'm like, I'll, I'll definitely return to it one day. And that was pretty much it until we're doing this podcast and we're looking at our list. And this, The Young Girls of Rochford, was on the list. And I put it in and... Yeah, so this is kind of my first introduction to Demi, and I'm I'm excited and I'm excited to talk about it because I definitely have some positive things to say about this movie. Yeah, I'm also excited because I have a few musicals kind of it, it, further down, the, you know, on the back burner that I want to recommend, and I feel like this is going to be the first, I guess, classical musical. I know we talked about Across the Universe, and I think that's the only musical we've done so far, but in terms of you know, even in the vein of Gene Kelly and the 1950s, 60s musicals, this is the first, uh, I want to say, foray into that kind of genre. And, I, and I'm going to say I'm a sucker for musicals, and I really appreciate this this brand of music and musicals. The, the really romantic dancing, kind of in the, just like West Side Story um, and countless of other musicals that we'll definitely touch on eventually. Um, so I'm, ve- I'm very excited to about to start this and i guess without further ado we could just jump right into the discussion so now now i want to mention the umbrellas sherboard because you said you know you were kind of bored with it you didn't really necessarily like it, which is completely fine and but 
when you first, I, I realized when you said you first started watching this film, you were sucked in completely. Now, is there a reason why or something that you feel? I think it was because the, the immediately I remember thinking the color palette and the music, I enjoyed a lot more in this opening. Because I, I too am also a sucker for musicals. I probably mentioned that in earlier episodes of this show, but... I love musicals. I love theater. Uh, I think I mentioned I love watching people dance. I used to take pictures of the, when I was an undergrad, the uh, dance clubs. And, you know, I got paid a little bit, but I mostly did it because I knew people in the dance and I actually really enjoyed watching people dance. Now, they were very, they were amateur, so some dances were a lot better than others, but the idea oh, like of just this body control and uh, like one of my, f uh, I love uh, like performance capture, like Doug Jones's work, um, Andy Circus. I just love the control that these people are able to have in their bodies. So I just felt like that the beginning of this movie was just more energetic. And I was actually asking, a, and I'm sure you can expand upon this more uh, about the French New Wave because I, I, I didn't, I tried taking notes in the beginning just so I could have a reference, but then. Mix that it's in French, and that if I was taking notes, I wouldn't be reading. I just stopped completely, but I took notes during like this opening segment when it's just dancing and, and music and, and awesome cinematography. That immediately I was just like, wow, this is very vibrant colors and energetic. Like it just sucks me in right away. And yeah, I'll, so that's I think why it just felt more energetic. It was more of a jazz tone, uh, or I guess more jazz tone than I akin to and that I like and that's more very um, engaging and the colors and the dancing and then the cinematography just is great like I think I think it's very interesting to have them on that it's not a barge but like the crane like lifting them over the river and they're dancing on it and then he's switch and Demi's switching up his, his shot and cinematography to very symmetrical like again I could very much see where Chazelle was getting in influence from uh, for La La Land, and I think this was just like it's just and like the whole film, it's just sunny. Like I don't even think there's any shots at night. Like everything's in the sun. It's very bright. The colors are very eye catching and appealing. So I think that's it's why like classically romantic. Do you hear me? I said classically romantic. Yeah, you want to expand upon that? I mean, I'm not really yeah, sure what well, you mean. So, so the thing with Demi, especially with his these his musicals is that I've noticed that it's it's a really strong emphasis on environment. So colors pop, the people pop with their costumes. It's more of the emotion of of love, honestly. Um, in this film it's more positive in the, in this first uh, in this first musical the Umbrella Sherbore, it's it's more uh, it's it's bittersweet, which which I guess we can if those of you seen the movie will understand. And what actually Demi was setting out to do, especially with this film, is that he wanted to take the American musicals and make it something greater. So he, his primary inspiration was West Side Story. I remember reading that he specific, especially with the casting. Um, oh, I forget that actor's name who played in West Side. So you know what I'm talking about? No, I know. Ex I, I looked him up. I, for I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, I, I was but... meaning to look up his name before this, but I forgot. But he's in it, um, even akin to. Um, an American in Paris with Gene Kelly, you know, you get the greats and you put them in your film and especially it's really cool because what he did with that little village, like Rochefort is a real place <clears throat> and 
it's it, and it's like the little things in that that he did is that you would never necessarily notice, but it's all there. Is that he repainted the entire city? They 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 repainted every window shutter, each building, especially in the square, um, to to reflect this idyllic version of France that Jacques Demy loves so much, and it's actually pretty cool. From what I saw from the special features, that the village actually redoes that entire carnival thing at the end. Mm. They sing all the songs, and they—it's like this big to-do. I mean, in the in the Criterion version, they had when uh, Catherine Deneuve came through for the special celebration, and they were singing the main song with her in the red dress. They got all the all the girls to uh, to sing and dance to it. It's actually—it's quite the phenomenon over there, and. I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Well, I, thought, I hope, but... well, now that you're saying that, that's pretty amazing. I hope to see that one day because, and I'm glad that the town, you know, embody or they, they try and take that, uh, that image that Demi wanted for them and is, you know, embracing it because it definitely makes it feel good. And, and like you said, idyllic. So I think that's pretty awesome. Hopefully one day I yeah, can it's get part to of see their that. Yeah, it's part of their history and it's just cool. And it's also... Well, we were going more into the French New Wave, like you were asking, how, where does this fit, I guess? Well, is that is this the French New Wave? Like, I'm not sure. I, I'm not really well-versed. Yeah, this is well the French versed. New Wave. Well, I'm not really well-versed in, well, I mean, you know, I have history a, I have movements, but is understanding this... Of the, I have a rudimentary understanding of the movement, and from my understanding, it's kind of like... <clears throat> it's it's more of... Uh, it's akin to, like, an, a, a guerrilla-style kind of film movement. And for all of you cinephiles who understand the movement better than me, I'm sorry if I'm about to butcher or completely misrepresent what that movement is about. But from my understanding, it's it's well, it was a completely revolutionary way of filming. Um, in terms of, like, editing and even just story, it's more grassroots, romantic, but more so in a lower, down-to-earth kind of way. You know, you have, like, the 400 blows, you got um, Breathless, all, the, all these kind of stories... It's kind of like Tarantino in the 90s. Stories weren't told like they were prior to this movement. And in even Tarantino, you can already tell that he is so much inspiration through the French New Wave. And a lot of American directors saw that, like what Godard and Truffaut and even Demi were doing and, and took primary inspiration. So I, for whatever reason, though, I don't understand why Demi is like criminally underlooked as being a founder to this movement. Um, the only reason I think that we kind of know who he is is because Agnes Varda, another female, uh, a huge uh, he- female director in the French New Wave, was his wife, and she kind of took it upon herself, I believe after his death, to really campaign for his work to be put into the mainstream and associated with the movement again. Even Godard has held Demi up into like this like place of reverence and respect of just being a, a, a pure... Uh, you know, masterclass filmmaker, and I totally agree. So, yeah, but that's where he fits within the movement and cinema as a whole. Um, kind of criminally underlooked, but reemerging. And that's kind of really shocking to me because when I had watched this movie, I was thinking like, wow, like this is like pretty masterful filmmaking, and it's very, it's like it's very much of the time. Like I was getting lots of like singing in the rain call or like uh like parallels and just in. And that's how musicals were made, but in that it's very feel good. It, it to me is very accessible to large well, amounts of audiences. Yeah. Like I feel like like that like when we get to the end, would you show your girlfriend this? Like I think I could I could predict the answer, and that's yes. And you don't have to say that like right. You can confirm that at the end, 
but it's because it's such it's so widely accessible to all different types of audiences. Like when I have a family one day, like I'm definitely going to show my kids this film, and I'm glad yeah, that I was I th- introduced to it. Exactly. I think this is a good point start to like talk about the cinematography and like you mentioned it earlier but I was rewatching it last night and I and I think I I completely forgot about how I I think I just started paying attention more to that sp- particular element is that Demi knows where he wants to put the camera how he wants to put it what it should be focusing on and just like the sheer choreography around the cameras is, is mind-boggling which is really impressive and and honestly when I think of this the only film I think I can compare this to is uh, West Side Story in that it's it's this open environment, a lot of different pieces going on. I I think of the opening dance scene in West Side Story with, but except take that opening scene and apply it to the entire of this film. That it's it's just like an open space, so many different pieces going on. You know you got to choreograph the people with the camera. You know the camera's looking here. This is where you should be. Um, it's not exactly a lot of closed spaces besides one or two set pieces, but typically it's you're out in the open and a lot of, you know, dolly tracking shots and even taken in light of what we were just mentioning with all the different colors, it, different people are wearing specific costumes in conjunction with the painted backdrops of, you know, the, the village and it's just everything is working so smoothly and fluidly that you kind of just inherently transported into this into this world. I know for some musicals it's a little harder to do it. Where I'm just trying to think of of a musical where it took a little bit of edging for me to get into the world. I guess something like State Fair or I don't know, or even even across the universe to an extent. But this film does it so effortlessly and so perfectly that I really do appreciate it mm-hmm. in a different light. I and, and again, this is one reason why I really like musicals. It's just like lots of lots of dolly. It's like a very purposeful placement of the camera, especially in the beginning with the static shots, but there's not a lot of static uh shots in this film like when it comes to the dancing and the in the and the singing numbers, like the camera is constantly moving. There's always a dolly, there's always like a ca- a crane shot, like a sweeping crane shot. Uh, and I just love like the attention to this detail. Like I think my favorite numbers were in the uh, the cafe when the camera is just on a dolly and it's just moving back and forth with the character. And <clears throat> I just like that nothing is ever static. It's always moving. It's always energetic, and it reflects in some of the in, the, in some of these numbers as well. So I, I really appreciate and, and it's just very appealing to see it for me. I think it's 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 what contributes a lot to the the whole uh, mood and energy of this film. Yeah, and we could talk about the music too because honestly, th- some of these songs are my favorite in like the canon of musicals. Like I remember watching this film again and I was saying, "Oh, even when I was peeking with you watching, I was like, "Oh, this is my favorite song." No, this is my favorite song. Oh, wait, no, no, this is my favorite song. And it was just all of these different songs are just so beautiful and well-written and just so... And, and they each accomplish different things, you know? With, with the first song, um, well, I guess, like, the, the quote overture where they're dancing in the square is awesome, and it really sets the tone perfectly. And But then you, then you like, kind of jump cut to the, the young girls of Rochefort singing their, their intro song where they sing directly into the camera. They, they break that fourth wall, which I actually, I think, is ingenious. You know, and, that, and that's the only 
time that you really break the fourth wall. They were speaking directly to us, you know, in this in this really jazzy, energetic song. They're talking. You you know who these people are and what they want to do, what their ambitions are. And I never, I don't really remember a song or a musical really doing that where they break the fourth wall. Maybe La La Land where they're looking into the camera, just singing about something, looking at us, like we are the. They know they're singing to us, but. Uh, also, but uh, but then you get to Max's song about finding the perfect woman and everything that he's seen and the beauty in the world, and still he's looking for his his model, his his um I forget what they call it. yeah his, his muse. And but then you get to the uh the uh, for when they sing the in the in the carnival and they're singing you know sing to the trees, sing to the birds, sing to everything beautiful in life, even when the even when the clouds are you know covering the sun and everything seems gray. It just everything about it the music is just so it pops and it's really inspirational and it's just so romantic and you just can't help but feel good when you when you when you listen to it yeah i really the the music uh, that was kind of one of my like trepidations going into the film cuz for with foreign uh like lyrics i'm always hit or miss like and this is just outside of musicals like some um like i like listening to italian uh just like music in, in general, because I, I I don't know, it's it's like the mix of the music and and I just think the language is is very uh good and or it's it's very it flows with the music at least what I've been listening to, and then th- that was my problem with the umbrellas of uh, Cherbourg is that I just felt like the lyrics or like the the singing and, w- and when we g- we'll get to that event this film eventually but I just remember watching this and thinking that the lyrics weren't like fitting the music you know what I mean like I just felt like it was more talking and and I just was like ah like there's no like this is for this was like two years ago too so I don't know if this holds up for me but I just this is my initial impression of just oh it's not like holding up it's not like it's not going with the melody and it just seems like they're talking over music but this film you know it actually you know goes with the melody it goes with everything and goes with the instruments. The instruments key are like key components of the the vocals, and I really appreciated that. And yeah, I actually after the film, I looked up the soundtrack on iTunes. It's not on iTunes, and I tried looking it up on Amazon, and I could only find a vinyl that it's was on Spotify though. Oh well, I don't really use Spotify, but the the point is, is like I looked up the soundtrack after, and I. I, I, and if I look up a soundtrack for a musical, it's typically for like one song or two, and that's in English as well. And this one, if I didn't have the subtitles, I don't speak French, so I obviously wouldn't know what they're what they're talking about. But it kind of go, it's it's kind of like, I don't want it, to, it's like operatic to me, and that I don't need to know what they're saying. It's the accompaniment, uh, it's like pairing of the vocals, and the in the um, the instrumentals that I'll understand the tone of what they're saying. And I don't need to necessarily understand what it is they're saying, but I'll it it's the meaning is being conveyed through the pairing of the two. And I think that in itself is a huge victory and it's just like and to recommend the film based on that alone, that you could turn the subtitles off and and kind of deduce what's going on. Like sure, you'll miss the details, but you'll you'll get the greater theme the themes that Demi is trying to get across. Yeah, and I I, I actually listen to the soundtrack a lot. Uh, on Spotify, and I actually, I, I find myself humming the tunes a lot, so, yeah, it's it just, it's just, it's, 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 the music is awesome, 
just yeah. hands down. If, if anything, yeah, I would recommend the movie just on the music alone, but... Yeah, yeah so... So I guess... Um, so I'm trying to think... Uh, I mean, there's not too much to talk about the characters, in my opinion. They're all... It, they go hand-in-hand hand with the music, so when we talk about the music, we are, in essence, talking about the characters. I um, really... Is there anything, is there anything that particular, particularly struck out with the characters that you wanted to say i just liked how fun they all were like no one was really like depressing except like the artist who was uh i don't really remember the character's names i'm not good with uh like wait was that wait wait which which artist the art oh, oh the, the artist who's who shooting would, like, the gun shoot? yeah the, the the only dark character in the like the only depressing character in the film yeah that guy even even when i go back and watch it i don't really know why he's in the film it's it's a weird kind of jump with this guy like he, tonally i don't really think he fits the film other than that because doesn't he um want... i always i always took that he got well he wants one of the one blonde. of the, the blonde but i always took it that he he's the one that pushed max to go to paris but what i was getting at with all the characters is that i like how one they're all inner like interconnected in some capacity and whether it's just like acquaintances or they just kind of meet randomly on the street and i and i because i'm a sucker for those movies that have people that are intertwined in some capacity like when it's well done and so i like that but also like it's just all the characters are fun even though even and they're kind of realistic as well and and their aspirations and i i was trying to think like who's my favorite character i mean it's probably max but he's not really in the film as much as I would like him to, and I think it's just because I, I, I think I like the voice actor the most because I think they dubbed him, and who yeah, I- no, they dubbed like Catherine Deneuve and the um the other one Solange, like her sister. They they're all dubbed. They don't sing. I, I just really enjoy their or his song. I think it's 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 his like uh whenever he's it's in the called, film. It's literally called like Max's song. Yeah, and I also like um the the guy from uh west west side story and and his like partner like the 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 duo that brings the carnival i assume that they were just running the carnival and i really liked that whenever they were on screen because they just had this like fun energy that they were just like palling around and always having fun and i and i i think my favorite number next to max's song was when they're in the cafe, or no, 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 it's when the four, like, the blonde and the, the two sisters and these two guys come together. Oh, they're and in they're the just... music studio basically saying, like, we're gonna dance for you. Yeah, and then they do that, yeah. and then, like, they break out the jazz, and it's, I just, I just really, and then they all just collapse in the end, which is, you know, I think, kind of, there's always that one number at, uh, in these musicals that someone just always collapses, because it's just so, ener- it, they're just so much energy. I just always think of it, like, make them laugh when he just passes out in the end. That's kind of what this reminded me of. But I just thought that was... It was just... Everything was... It was just a fun movie. Like, it was just... It was just very... When there were, like, kind of... Uh, not I don't want to say depressing. Just kind of, like, downers. Like, the uh, the cafe owner. She left her husband at, because she didn't want to be called uh, a silly name. Because her name would have been silly if she married him. Like, Madame Dom. And... Which I thought was kind of weird. Like, that whole love setup I thought was kind of weird, but I went with it because I thought the movie was, you know, it hooked me at that point, and I'll just give him that. Yeah, you, and, kinda, you gotta give it a few things. You but I did call... in the murder one. But I remember you, you came in, and I did call that the uh, the music teacher, or, like, the music store owner was gonna be, you know, the father. 
I think I think I called it right away because just how I knew how the story was progressing, I'm like, all right, I bet you this guy is related in some way, and uh, but it also like the film like it, it doesn't like flat out tell you until the end. It's kind of like told through the lyrics, which is what I mean. If you'll miss the details if you don't have the subtitles on, but you'll understand like the general emotions of these characters but i don't know i just i just really liked all the characters i like i just didn't like the the one like artist guy who shot like the the one the, i guess he was the antagonist of the movie because there really was no villain at all in the movie so i guess you could just if you want to label one he would be it but uh yeah overall i just really enjoyed the writing of all these characters i thought they were you know three-dimensional and they all had their own you know they all their own things that they wanted to accomplish, and and then in the end, I guess everyone, that's what it's also a happy ending because everyone yeah, gets nice what they want. Bow. Everyone's happy at the end, and it's good. Yeah, um, it's actually so. I remember when we were kind of discussing this. You know, would we talk about this film? And I just, we just got like your first thoughts on it before we started recording. I remember we the 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 La La Land and Chazelle comparison kind of came up. But we were gonna save it more so for this conversation because I remember I think the main thesis that we contend is that Demi succeeds entirely where Chazelle does not, and this also goes into what we think about La La Land. And we were gonna finish the retrospective, but we'll get to La La Land eventually. But I think I think do you want to talk about more so why this film works where in in the parts that La La Land kind of fails at? Yeah, sure, and and we'll also expand upon that when we get to La La Land, or maybe reiterate, but my initial thoughts of, like, why this film works and La La Land doesn't, well, it's a, it's a combination. As a, musical. As a musical. Well, yeah, it's I feel like it's a combination of things, and I, well, you go first, because I'm trying to, like, I think you probably okay, have a better yeah. So way maybe, to... yeah, maybe what I say will help, you know, jog your memory a little bit. So I think La La Land as a musical fails. As a movie, it's a great film. Um, and and I think everything that the components that Chazelle was trying to get at with the musical, he doesn't quite nail. And I, I mainly attribute that to Gosling's lack of singing and dancing. Also, Emma Stone, she, she's an okay singer, but her dancing is pretty atrocious. I think it's just the way this the, the music is blocked and the choreography isn't quite as innovative as it was in... You know the young or the young girls of Rochefort, whereas, you know, and then the young girls of Rochefort, it's it's more of a traditional musical where it's everyone knows how to dance every and and even if even if your actors don't know how to sing, you have the common sense to dub them with people who can sing, and the film is better as a result. But also, I think the way the the way the numbers are arranged, it gives credence to the music genre, but it also, it is something entirely new, which what Chazelle was trying to do that Demi successfully accomplished where you get a bunch of dancers, you have the set pieces, you have what's, what's good in a musical, but then you also have, you know, people breaking the fourth wall, singing directly to the audience about what they want and what they desire, what their, their thesis of, of the film is. You have these, these, these little personal character pieces like Max's song, singing about their ultimate desires, not necessarily anyone except themselves. Then you have, you know, the song at the end where they're singing in front of everyone, which is, I guess, like the culmination of them budding into the characters that they are. Whereas just La La Land just doesn't successfully do that. I mean, you can have 
characters singing to each other about how it would have been nice to, uh, you know, fall in love with each other, blah, 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 or, uh, you know, they start dancing in the stars and stuff. But I just think the, the, the whole overall tone of the musical is kind of inconsistent within La La Land, where with Demi, you know what you're getting, and this is a musical throughout the entire film, and there's a number every other minute. And not saying that it to be a musical, you need a number every other minute, but at least with Demi, it's consistent. With Chazelle, I don't think it really is. Well, I think the problem with La La Land is that it's like consistently inconsistent with it's it's the same principle what the the or the same problem we had with guy and madeline on a park bench is that it's marketed as a musical and where la la land i could say yeah it's more of a musical than guy and madeline like it's still it opens and closes really well la la land with this opening number that is really just you know a callback to these um it, it's a callback to you know films like this which is great because he he that opening number is what I think he wanted La or what La La Land should be, you know, taking what these uh, like what Demi has done and and like all these musicals in the 1950s and 60s, the M- these MGM films, and then, you know, he's putting his own twist. He's putting steady cams in there. It's more dynamic, fluid movement, and like yes, this works, and uh, and it's in the modern day, which is great. And then the film, you know, you kind of have these. I mean, there's there's like these set pieces. And then the end of the film is just one, another one big callback, which I think is like a perfect way that the movie should end. But then you get the in-between, and and I think and in the end of the day, you were mentioning like Ryan Gosling's like poor vocals and Emma. Like I mean, I'm gonna, I'm always gonna defend. Well, as of right now, I'm gonna defend Emma Stone in this film. Like I think her Oscar was warranted, but I think it all comes down to in the day and age of Hollywood of kind of vanity and like this oscar bait of just like oh look what we can do as actors and it's not about the film and the story it's about what the actor does in said film and story and i think and it's and it's all just like this oscar baity stuff which is kind of bullshit because it's not a like it's like i keep reiterating it's not about the film it's about the person and the person is just a one big cog in the machine and there's putting too much emphasis on this one so I think that in the Young Girls of Rochefort is this classic combination of everything in the machine working together for to to operate optimally and it's per and it's great. Whereas La La Land, there's just too much emphasis on different components and it just and it just kind of makes the machine slow down and takes away from the overall project and the theme or what Chazelle was trying to get at. So yeah, and. I just think that this was, it, it's just consistently inconsistent of what it wants to do, and, of La La Land, whereas Young Girls of Rochefort is, this is what we're doing, and we're going to stick to it consistently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about the film? I, I'm kind of, that, I, wanted to, I, I wanted to hit um, the, the music, the cinematography, the characters, and kind of a look, give a little bit of the backstory to the French New Wave and to me as a director. Is there anything else that you yourself found important or special to you that you wanted to mention well i guess anything i have to say we can put in a closing thought so i guess we can get into our uh our closing thoughts of the young girls of rochefort and and i can start with that and i can give my recommendation at the end of this so essentially i really enjoyed a lot of aspects of this film i think it's 
because I wasn't really exposed to many musicals outside of American cinema. Yeah, I'm a big Gene Kelly fan, you know, Fred Astaire, um, Debbie Reynolds, like all, all those uh, great classics. And, and so it was refreshing to know that and I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, American cinema is the best. That is not at all what I'm saying. It's just I wasn't exposed to it, and I didn't know it existed. You don't know what you don't know. And I'm glad that I had seen this movie. Like I had said to Brian, I'm good. This is a movie that I'm going to show to everyone, and especially when I have kids. Like I'm when now we're in our uh, early twenties, so we're families are not on my mind. But I always think when I do eventually have a family, like, what movies am I going to show them? And this is definitely one of those movies that I'm going to show my children, especially when they're young, to have an appreciation of of just, like, fun musicals. So, yeah, and I just love the music. And, and it's also, there's a world outside of the United States. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I, could, I couldn't recommend, I could recommend this to anyone. If uh, Hopefully a listener that, that clicked on this that just wanted to give this shot this this uh this film a try just please go and watch it it's a great film uh you're really missing out if you haven't seen this and i'm gonna give for my rating i'm gonna give the young girls of roger furt a 9 out of 10 because i i originally was gonna give like an 8 or an 8.5 but no i really think that this is an excellent film uh it's nearly perfect with just as a musical it's nearly perfect so yeah i'm gonna go with a 9 out of 10 for the young girls of roger furt yeah, and I pretty much everything that you just said, I would echo wholeheartedly. Definitely, I I would I would totally recommend any cinephile watch this film and appreciate it. But especially if you like musicals, this is definitely a film to watch. It just and, and everything everything about it, you can pull a different. If someone likes set design, pull them to this film. If someone likes the costumes, pull them to this film. If someone likes music. Or, or uh, you know, or, or music, or lyrics, bring them here, or or dancing, or anything. The acting, it's 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 like you see in a musical. But I, any any walks of film, like you can bring them to this film, and there's something to appreciate. And I I honestly, this is one of my favorite movies. I I actually put this up up there with you know with Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America or Seven Samurai. I hold it on the same mantle. And honestly, I do I do consider this a perfect movie. And for that reason, I do I give it a 10 out of 10. I don't think wow. I really hand those out too much. But 10 out of 10? I was not expecting yeah, that. No, I give this a 10 out of 10. And then we go into the segment where would I recommend this to my girlfriend? Absolutely. I actually, I want to, I want to plan... I want to I want to actually have her watch this probably next weekend because we're just... She's a little sick, so we're going to have a little just stay in weekend and hopefully just have this and lift your spirits or something like that. But I would totally recommend this to my girlfriend. And, yeah. I'm still shocked that you gave this a uh, 10 out of 10. Why? That what were you means... expecting? Well, I know. I was expecting a 9 out of 10. It's just that, you know, you're saying that this is a perfect film. I'm not yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, you're, you're entitled to your own opinion. I'm just very, like, I, I'm actually, like, kind of, this is a first. This is a first for the show. I think this is a first 10 out of 10. Because I didn't even give my favorite films. I didn't give Whiplash and I didn't give Dawn of the Dead 10s. But, no, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm really glad that, that you gave this a 10 out of 10. Because, I, I mean, I think I, it's, I it's seriously deservedly love this so. Movie. It's deservedly I love so. this movie so much. It's it's great. I I, I literally know where each song is going gonna, is gonna to come up because I've seen it so much, but also because I've listened to the soundtrack so much. I, I really... This, this, this film holds a special place in my heart. 
more so than the Umbrella Turbor, but even still, I just, I, I, I love this film so much, and everyone should watch it. If you're listening to this, you haven't seen it, first off, I don't know why you listen to it and you haven't seen it, but if you haven't still seen it, please go watch it, and then watch more of Demi's work, because he really is a treasure. Alright, well, that's that's awesome. And with that, guys, that concludes this episode of Amateur Altours. Thanks for listening. You can always find us at Twitter at AltoursPod. You can email us. That's uh, listed in our description. And as always, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amateur Altours. Cover design was created by Sarah Jacobs. You can find more of her work at our own site and Instagram, Digital Adventures. Opening and closing theme, Dreams, was created by Joachim Karid, which was found using a Creative Commons search. As a small plug, go check out both Joachim's and Sarah's work. They really deserve it. All content discussed and shown is the property of their respective owners and is used under the Fair Use Act, Section 504C2, Title 17. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We are working hard to bring you all new content and episodes. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.